If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV podcast. I got in there first. Do you know what, right? I had made a little secret pact with myself that this episode is going to be the most professional ever. Why would you make a secret pact with yourself? Surely it's always a secret if it's only you that knows it. And you have to tell me because I'm in the podcast too. Like, that doesn't help you being like, let's be professional. You have to tell me, Sarah. Yes. Oh, look at me. Just trying to look more professional myself. I know. Throwing me under the bus. Mm-hmm. I think maybe yes. it's just because you know it's a struggle for me to be professional. I think we all know this. Yeah, I think subconsciously, yes. I wasn't going to tell you because I didn't want to put pressure on you. You didn't want to set me up to fail. And I appreciate that. <laughs> How are you? How's the week been? Oh, I'm good. Yes, the week's been very good. Thank you very much for asking. And you? Yeah, I'm. Do you know why I'm very good? I'm very good because we had some great feedback from our last podcast. Periods in the menopause. Yes, yeah. And I think, you know, because it isn't something that we talk about that much, we had people sharing their own experiences. Amazing. Like, how helpful is that? So we had someone share their own experience around changing their meds so that they could access HRT. And although they were a bit nervous about doing it, they were like so pleased that they did it in the end. So they they allowed us. Obviously, I always ask permission if we share something like on our stories and stuff. And they said, yeah, please do share away. So we shared that because I just think it's helpful for other people to hear real life experiences, isn't it? Oh, yes. So important. 
Is there anything happening with the CCTV wire? That looks a bit sad today. Anything to reveal? It's never sad. Yes. (gasps) I have got something to reveal. So I have not many requests coming in. I'm not going to lie. So I've used my imagination. And because we talked a bit about your Kraken last week, I have drawn drawn a few versions of a Kraken, if I'm honest. But before I see this, before I see what you've drawn as the Kraken, and again, for anyone who's new here, hi there. I'm so sorry about this. The Kraken is what I have named my vagina. Um, so I'm a bit scared. Are they pictures of actual krakens or vaginas or a hybrid? No, no, no. They're actually what a kraken is, the the sea monster, the mythical sea monster yeah. that yeah. you like to associate with your own area. Yeah. A powerful force to be reckoned with. Mysterious, you know, lurking down below. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> okay (laughs) how i like to think of her forever lurking yeah she's lurking down there who knows when she'll pounce (laughs) okay right so i don't know how well you'll be able to see them i might have to hold them up to the screen but we'll move right sarah is now moving out the way to reveal the cctv wire yeah i can't see them that's fine i'm gonna pull them down to show you this is number one that that is what I thought before. So, did you go to a primary school it. to ask to get them to draw these? What? Did you go to a primary school? Was this a competition that you ran that I wasn't aware of? No, I, was like, I don't really know what a Kraken is, so I'm just going to draw draw what I think it is, some sort of octopus. That, I've done it with an angry mouth. Is that is that sort of taken from above? Well, do you know, I mean, yes, okay. It's that was the first effort. Perfect. So that one's called Chuff the Magic Kraken. I love it. I'm going to give that a three. It can be very wounding sometimes, Jess. Do you know that? <laughs> okay, Next number one. two. Here we go. Number two. Oh, I, no, I like this one more. It's this one. It looks like it has a halo or a big brain around it. Of course, we will share all of these on our Instagram. So do go over there and have a look. I'm going to give this one a six, Sarah. So okay, this one is more better. standard octopusish, but they all have these weird eyes where she's drawn other eyeballs around the eyeballs. Okay, I think that is uh, the kraken after some CBD. It it yeah, it does look a little bit high, doesn't it? Yes. Okay, and then this is my third attempt. Okay, the third one. Oh oh wow, that is like a jazzy kraken. That's it's sort of spiky and. Water doesn't have enough legs. One, two, three. Well, the other's around the back. Ah, I see, I see. I'm going to give this one a 7.8. Okay. Um, but we did, get, we did get a request. It was just a last minute one. So I'm going to put this one in for you. Charlotte Leach said you should do portraits of us, like self-portraits. Oh, okay. I can do that. So there's a challenge for you, right? It's going to take a bit of time to find uh, a piece of paper to fit your head on. I do have the head of a potato. It is a potato face. Look at it. Every angle is a bit potato. You know when those ones that's been dropped a bit? I oh, no. Of a potato. But that's okay. Well, I don't mind. I've got big pouchy cheeks like a hamster. So, you know, it's not going to be easy to draw either of us. Well, I look forward to that. Well, thank you for the photos of the Kraken. She appreciates it. I'm sure Kraken she does. Appreciation Society. That's what you started. I don't want to be in it. Well, you are. You've literally just made yourself like head of it, top fan. Okay. Right. What are we doing today? Tell me. Do you know what? I'm just indulging myself this week. Okay. Love it. 
So the last few weeks, we've covered lots of topics that definitely needed to be covered. Mm. And this week, I thought, hmm, I like to talk about, and I've just gone with it. Is it all about chocolate buttons and HIV? No. But do you know what? I've branched out. Well, I haven't branched out. Still, giant chocolate buttons are still my favourite. But I'm trying new flavours because I think I eat too much chocolate. So there's orange chocolate buttons, one of your five a day. Mint chocolate buttons, essentially almost a vegetable. So I'm trying to give myself a more balanced diet. Okay, I like it. Expanding on the flavours. Maybe they'll do other fruits for you and then you'll just be totally covered, won't you, for your yeah, yeah, exactly. Five a day. Perfect. All my nutritional needs met. Yeah, by Cadbury's buttons. Perfect. Genius, Sarah. Okay, right. Do you want to know what we're doing this week? I do. Well, we're covering two people this week. Okay. Is it a couple? No, completely separate. Oh. I know. There's a clue to the first one. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to say it. I've got chills. They're multiplying and I'm losing control. Like from the song? Because the power is a love chapping. Excellent. I was going to avoid anything in this week. Remember, we're being the best versions of ourselves, but no. So, okay. So, Danny Zuko, is that what we're no. looking at? We're not looking at him, but we are looking at Greece. <gasps> the film. Yes, the film. Or to be more accurate, someone who starred in that film. Okay. And it is one of the best films, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, I, I love it. I love it. But yeah, there are a couple of bits, you know, in um, one of the songs, isn't it, where sort of a little bit like they're singing about sexual assault. <laughs> but then again, you know, it's it's a bit like how Friends, not everything in Friends has aged that well, about how they constantly make digs at Chandler about being gay. And you're just like, oh, or, or Monica for being fat and they all laugh at her. It's like, I think there are things that we love that haven't necessarily aged that well. I think you're right. No, I, I definitely think you're right, actually, because when I watch it now, actually, like so much of my childhood, because everyone famous from my childhood, apart from the Wombles, has been prosecuted for paedophilia. I think that's fair to say. And when I watch it now, I think, yes, some of it is it's just grossly inappropriate, isn't it? On so many levels. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't like the ending when the car flies off. That's just silly. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. Are we going to talk about that or not? No. Okay, because this isn't a film podcast, it's an HIV podcast. But I am with you on that bit. It was just like, what's happening? Is everyone like dropped acid and we're all just tripping our tits off? Like, what is happening at the end of this? Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> like it was a normal film about teenagers and then they get in a flying car. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I'm sure there's a logical reason why it happened, but I didn't look into that. No, no. But we are featuring someone who featured in Greece. There's not masses to say about them. Seems like, well, why bother even featuring them in a podcast? But I think it's to highlight to people out there in podcast land that, you know, HIV is kind of intertwined with everything. Because I know people of my generation who grew up in the 80s will be like, oh, well, you know, it was nothing to do with me. I didn't know anyone who was affected by it. I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm very far removed from it. Um, And I don't know if younger generations the same but I can only speak for my generation and it's like no you're wrong because if you watched Greece you wouldn't have known this person had HIV and they didn't when it was filmed but it's still there's a link there no I can understand what you're saying and I think this is a really important point to make actually because you're right I, I still hear that a lot of people say oh I, you know there's no connection to my life and we always say to people don't we I bet there is 
I bet there is, and you just don't realise it. So whether that is through perhaps a friend that maybe is positive and hasn't told you because they don't have to, or is it a singer you love? Is it a film that you've watched? Like Grease, like there is, there are connections everywhere as we discover every single week. Absolutely. And what better way than Grease, Sarah? Good plan. Who doesn't love Grease? Well, this is it. Everybody loves Grease. And if you don't love Grease, I don't want to hear about it. Oh, you know, I just don't want to hear. I don't care. I don't want to know if you don't love it. I'm getting ruthless. So we're talking about the Scorpions gang leader um, who died of AIDS. Who are the Scorpions? Oh, I'm going to explain that. I knew this would come up. Oh, my God. I know. I know. So I am under the impression that you had it all wrong, just like the whole thing where you said, who was it? That Sharon Stone was in Fatal Attraction. I thought that this was the road we're going down, but you're not. The penny has just dropped. I will let you carry on. Excellent. Uh, Right. So the Scorpions gang leader, he didn't have HIV when they filmed Grease because it was filmed in the 70s. In the film, his character was called Leo or Craterface. I didn't realise that was his nickname. Yeah, I didn't know him as Leo. I I only knew him as Craterface because he had a lot of scarring, didn't he? Yeah. He seems like a really mean character choice from the casting people. I know. That's what I thought. I just thought that's rude. They're like, what should we call him? Lots of scars, crater face. Like, how harsh are they? Like, <laughs> God. His real name was Dennis Stewart. Uh, he was born in 1947. Do you know what? It's only when you put dates like that that you realise how old some of the cast were. When it was filmed, yeah. They yeah. were, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and he's in the rival gang to Danny. So, Grease, the highest grace musical film of all time. Bigger than the sound of music. That doesn't surprise me. I really don't like the sound of music. What? It's about Nazis. Yes, but and nuns. Neither of which I'm that interested in. It's got the best song ever. Which one? Were dear, a female dear, Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me and a, my call myself, far a long, long way to run. I can carry on. I want you to. <laughs> yeah, I hate that film. What? No. Yeah, I've only ever seen it once. Oh, my what well, how can you i don't i like i don't like musicals really but you know i mean i like musicals like the blues brothers or rocky horror or greece i like greece but i don't i'm not a like a sound of musicy kind of is it like the music man chicago sort of like the greatest showman i mean i can go on and on like carousel and none that is not for me i am not a musical theater person what about The Wizard of Oz? I do like The Wizard of Oz, but should I tell you why? Because it scares the bejesus out of me. Oh, me too. The witch, right? Terrifying. Oh, God. Yeah, very terrifying. And Ben and I actually, even now, spend a lot of time talking about, do you remember Return to Oz with the with the Wheelers? We actually spend a lot of time talking about how terrifying they are, even in this day and age. <laughs> you know, because he says a chicken. Do you remember that bit? No. People are like, I'm sorry, what podcast are we listening to? HIV, Sarah. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so, Greece. I mean, everybody will have seen it, but it's like it's a will they, will they, won't they film, isn't it? With um, the two characters, Danny and Sandy, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, meet over the summer. They have a brief romance. The versions differ greatly as to what happened during the romance. And then they bump into each other at school, both starting their senior year, don't really hit it off. Danny is the leader of the T-Birds. Sandy joins the Pink's Ladies. It's set in the 1950s. Gang culture was clearly big back then in America too. Uh, And Leo is the leader of a rival gang, the Scorpion. So he's the baddie in the film. 
he dances with Rizzo, right? At the at the dance. Yeah, he dances with Rizzo and then Kaniki goes out with his girlfriend. Yes, and there's a fight. It's during that born to hand giant. Love that. That's such see yes, Sarah. There you go. Oh my god. That was amazing. She just yes, did the hand jive dance because I realise I'm not telling anyone what's actually happening. I'm just watching. <laughs> uh, and it all comes to a head. The Scorpions challenge the T-Birds. It might have been the other way around. To a car race. Danny versus Leo. Danny wins. Sandy and Danny get back together. They all graduate. Happy endings all round. And there you go. So he is one of the key characters. You picked this because most people in the world have watched Greece. So therefore, most people have had some connection or some... There's something where someone's been, you know, positive that they're connected to. I'll give you a bit of trivia. Okay, go on. He also starred in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, my God. I love that song. So, well, can I just say, right, that I say starred. I think that might be pushing it a bit. Okay. So that's got the Bee Gees in it, hasn't it? And Steve Martin. Wait, my mind's exploding. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is a song by the Beatles. No, it was a film as well that drew on the best, the Beatles' best hits. Really? Don't make me Google and check my research. Because it was a whole album, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And I, I still, I love that song so much. The start of that song is, if you do anything today, go and listen to Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band just for the opener. It is amazing. Yeah, 1978 film. I've never seen this film or even heard of it. Proceed. <laughs> Anyway, he was a dancer in it. And I think this is another cult film, even though you've not heard of it. Because the Beatles are massive, weren't they? Anyway, on Wikipedia, it said he appeared as a dancer, highly visible in the Maxwell Silver Hammer scene with Steve Martin. I mean, you might as well just say he was in the background. He's also in Grease 2. Was he? Hmm. I've not seen Grease 2. I don't think I have. Yeah, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer, right? No idea. Anyway. In 1993, he was diagnosed with HIV and he died from pneumonia in 1994. Now, normally we would look into the HIV diagnosis a bit more. But in this case, there isn't a lot to say. I think he was probably quite a private person. But there is um, well, there's a lovely tribute to him on the AIDS Memorial Instagram tribute page. I don't We follow them, don't we? Yeah. Where someone has recalled that he was very shy, uh, which most people wouldn't know. But he was also a great dancer. Well, you could see that from the film. Yeah. They said he was out about his sexuality in New York City, but they weren't sure how out he was in Hollywood. Right. Um, And this person says he did. He did speak to me about having HIV as we were both positive. It was difficult for him dealing with that because guys wanted to bed him and he was always very, very cautious. But they described him as carefree and upbeat. Um, He goes on to say the funny thing was that when he went out on the town, he dressed up like his character crater face and he never understood the irony in that i love that did he why would he dress up like them because it was a really cool look wasn't it With jeans white t-shirt black oh, white as in he just dressed like them not that he was perfect yeah yeah in real oh. life yeah no that's that, a really good look it's yeah so he's always i don't know he's gonna get recognized because i imagine going into a bar and seeing him dressed like that amazing yeah that would be pretty cool so that's the first person but we've got two Okay. So we're going to push on through. Yeah, push on through. Do it. Okay. An iconic TV programme this time. Oh, so this isn't in Greece? No, not in Greece. This is something totally separate, but around, well, not even around the same time because we're going to the 80s. Haven't I done that for ages? And you know I love the 80s. I know. Okay. So this is just, this is in the same vein. So this is yes. another person where people could say, actually, if you're sitting around saying, 
oh no, I've never seen anything or had any connection, then this is yet another example of where you would have. Yes. Now, again, this person didn't contract. I don't think they contracted in the 80s, but this TV show was massive. I'm going to give you another clue. See if you get this one. It says you've got big dreams. You want fame. Well, fame costs. And right here is where you start paying in sweat. That should be the mantra for every podcast recorder. We should say that before we start. Oh, I like it. Like like the podcast prayer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got big dreams. I've got no idea what that is. Oh, well, to be fair to you, you were only born at the start of the 80s. It's one of my favourite programmes. It is fame. I'm going to live forever. Was fame a programme? It was like, high. Wow. That was very impressive. <laughs> I thought fame was a film. It was a programme. Yes. Yes, no, it was a film. And then subsequently they did the TV series, few TV series, actually. It ran for a few years. Okay. Amazing. I was so desperate, Jess, to go to the School of Performing Arts, prance around in a leotard all day, rush down the school steps at the end of the day, leap on top of a yellow cab and shake my ass. We should make these dreams happen for you. <laughs> we have got steps up to our yeah. centre. We don't have a yellow car, but maybe I could get you sort of a a skateboard or something gotta jump on top of a car and then jump do i don't know what's that i don't know what it's called you're the dancer out of the I, two I, know, of us. But I haven't seen it so i i don't really know what you're talking about oh at the very least let's bring leg warmers back i love leg warmers i'm on board with oh. that and sweatbands oh okay well that was all fame leg warmers <sighs> featured heavily yeah and i think i'm sure that's where the trend came from so what year did fame come out Right, so the film was released in 1980 and then it became a TV programme and it ran from 1982 to 1987. Oh, this makes sense. I was only born in 1982. I was a wee Jessica, just a tiny one. Oh, so the film and the TV series followed the lives of the students and teachers at the New York City High School for the Performing Arts. Right, yes. Okay. Um, Leroy, that's all I know because you've mentioned Leroy. That's how I know about Leroy. He is my absolute favourite. So it was very iconic at the time. And it had people like Laurie Singer. So she was she went on to star in Footloose. I haven't seen Footloose. Oh, God. Well, you have to. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. I, I know. You've never watched I'm Footloose? Ne- never in my life, no. God. Well, I love Kevin Bacon. I don't know if you've been in I've told you this. So I will watch any film with him in it, even Tremors, which is the worst film ever made. I saw oh, oh I liked Tremors. I liked Tremors. Um, how did you that feel is. about him in Sleepers? Yes. Okay. I see. That was so, just terrifying. Um, but yes, go on. So she was in it. Uh, Janet Jackson was in season four. Jimmy Osman was in season two. So they had some big names. Yeah. And then, um, oh, they had teachers. I remember all the teachers' names. See how I'm indulging myself. No one else cares about this, but we're carrying on. Lydia Grant, Elizabeth Sherwood, Mr. Sharofsky, and then you've got the students, Danny, Doris, Bruno, Montgomery, Coco, and of course, Leroy, your face. Because you're just saying words. I'm sure <laughs> lots of people listening are like, yes, Sarah, I love this. I'm with you. I'm like, sorry, what? Oh, look. So Leroy, who is my favourite, was a troubled teenager who, um, he was an amazing dancer, but he struggled with kind of schoolwork and authority and rules. And it's actually Leroy, to give him his name, real name, Jean Anthony Ray, that we're featuring. Oh, my goodness. Your favourite? My favourite, yeah. 
um, much like his character. He had a bit of a rocky relationship with education. So he attended the actual high school of performing arts in New York, which is what the TV series and the film were based on. But he was kicked out after a year. So his mum has been quoted as saying that the school was too disciplined for this wild child of mine. He just he was just like his character, just didn't like all the rules and the regulations, just wanted to dance. Yeah, just wanted to dance and be a free spirit. Um, but obviously being kicked out didn't hold him back. He auditioned for the film, won the part of Leroy. No formal dance tra- training, so, you know, just extremely talented. And after the film, he was asked to start in the TV st- series. And he grew up in really difficult circumstances. So his mum was a drug dealer, although this is according to Wikipedia, but they cite their sources USA Today. Um, and that was his downfall in the show, really. So the fame cast, you won't remember this, but I do. They went on tour in the UK. It was called The Kids From Fame. It was mental. Did you go? No. Because it's not, I mean, they did this 10 kind of venue tour, including the Royal Albert Hall. So, you know, they had tons and tons of fans. But at the end of the day, it's just it's just actors on the stage. It's not real, is it? Yeah. Not like Spandau Ballet. That would be worth going to, or Wham. Oh, I draw the line Wham. at the kids from fame. Okay, okay, fair enough. But it was a bit, it was very popular, you're saying? Massively popular. Like when Friends came over here and everyone went bananas for that as well. Did they? Am I living in a shoe? Like, what? Nothing, <laughs> everything. Like, to pe- it'll be a tiny size two shoe. Not to fit my potato head. That'd be an enormous <laughs> shoe. A clown shoe. So, when did oh. friends come here? When they filmed the London scenes. Oh. When Ross got married. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Bye. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, Dean was axed from fame after his uh, mum was jailed for running a drug ring. But also because he had failed to turn up for work 100 times. 100 times. I know. If you were late for work 100 times, I think I'd just change your start time. What if I just didn't turn up at all 100 times? How did he even get in the show if he wasn't there 100 times? Because he was even featured in any of it. Just seems really lenient, doesn't it? We'll we'll wait till we hit that 100 mark before we do anything about this. (laughs) Yeah, contractually, it has to be 100 or we can't do anything. Like, really, guys? So weird. Oh, he also struggled with addictions to alcohol and drugs. And after uh, he finished appearing in fame, kind of worked intermittently. Then in 1996, he found out he was HIV positive and he passed away in November 2003, aged 41, from complications of a stroke and complications from AIDS. Is described in an obituary as a frantic partygoer with a self-confessed weakness for drink and drugs. And at the time, he'd been pursuing a quest to open a fame-style dance school in Milan prior to falling ill. Oh, what? So he's going to open his own one? So it's came yeah. full circle? Yes. Now, there's a BBC documentary in 2003, and it was a fame reunion. I love those shows. And he appears on it, and he talks about his diagnosis. And he says, you know, look, the papers here in the UK reported that I died from AIDS but you know I'm still very much alive that's typical of Apress isn't it oh my well I mean yeah nothing surprises me with Apress so he's on this being filmed saying no I'm still here um and he says you know I was in hospital with HIV but I've never had AIDS Hmm. this was shortly before he died so if you're a fan or even if you just want to learn more about him and the rest of the cast members you should watch the documentary because he is such a character Okay, maybe I'll watch the actual series first and then I'll watch the documentary because I probably need some context. I can't believe you've never watched Fame. 
Right. So good. I mean, I just, I again, it's like the musical theatre thing. That's literally what you're describing to me. And I, I told you at the start, I'm just not, that's just not my jam. Do you know what, right? You said we should go to the ballet. Yeah. Maybe tickets have turned up, but okay, <laughs> let's do it. Then we should also go to a musical. Let's not, but not Frozen. I don't want to do Frozen. Can we go to a good musical? Can we go to like Rocky Horror? I love Rocky Horror. No, no. We need to go to something else. Like what? Oh, I don't know. I don't know any musicals. We'll find one. <laughs> like, we definitely can't go to any that you're suggesting, but I can't think of any. <laughs> okay, we're open to suggestions. Anyone got any? I don't want to go to Wicked. Do you know what I wouldn't mind going to see? The only one, Lion King. Oh, I'd love to see that. Oh, that's great. Because I do know some of the songs. Yeah. What is that song? What's the famous song from it? Well, Hakuna. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. No, I love it. I love Lion King. <laughs> Elton John, well done on your support of the HIV community, but also your amazing score for Lion King. So well done too. Elton John. Yes. You did that. Is it? I, oh, wait, I don't know if he did the whole film. No, I think he just did Can You Feel the Love Tonight, didn't he? Oh, dear. I don't know. He did Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Yeah, no, I know that's his song, but I didn't know he did. So you're saying he didn't do the whole... Well, hang on, now you're making me question myself. He didn't think... write The Lion King. I don't... No, he didn't write the story, The Lion King. But no, he didn't do the musical score. No, I don't think he did. Right, I'm just looking. Lion King. I'm looking it up. So he wrote... Oh, here we go. Elton John and Tim Rice wrote the music and lyrics for Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Be Prepared, Akuna Matata, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, and Circle of Life. So they did. Oh, they did a lot, didn't they? Learned something else there. The Circle of Life is a great song. Okay, excellent. Uh, Anyway, luckily, we've finished talking about fame now. Well, I mean, we definitely have anyway. We've moved on to Lion King. I know. Uh, So there you go. My way of illustrating HIV is really intertwined in some way or other with everyone's life that playing wasn't your thing i know it's not everybody's thing not everyone would have seen it everybody has watched greece so you can give leo or crater face a little love and if like me you're a hardcore fame fan then do the same to leroy you probably do already he's the best well i think that was uh quite an interesting take on helping people view hiv perhaps in a different lens to see that it really is linked to so many things well done you i'm also, a bit different Sarah has also been a busy little bee last week and she went to a very interesting meeting because we do actually do other things in our job oh. apart from the podcast. <laughs> we do have day jobs. Yeah, yeah. We do have actual work where we try and, yeah, I was going to say where we try. It's just where we try, Sarah. It's <laughs> all we can hope for. Um, anyhow, so she came back from this fantastic meeting with the most amazing link and we are going to share it with you all because obviously last week, as you know, we talked periods, the menopause. So that sort of led into us chatting about um, HIV medication interaction with other medications, didn't it? And Sarah found the most amazing link where you can type in any medication and then your HIV medication and it will tell you if there is an interaction between the two. Mind-blowing stuff, Sarah. It's really good. Yeah. So that link is, if you want to go and check it out, hiv dash drug interactions or one word dot org but what we're going to do is we'll put it out on our stories and then we will fix it as a highlight on our instagram so that you can always you'll never be like oh god what was that link again you can just go to our highlights and it will be right there i never knew such a thing existed oh well done you for doing some work oh for showing my face at an event yeah yeah well done. we know we're not a fan of meetings are we 
hasn't. But the last two I've been to, big ones, one was in person, one was online, I've really enjoyed. Oh, well, that, no, that is good. You know what I don't like, though? And I'm pretty sure we're quite similar in this. No, I like them. I like the substance of them. I really, really hate, and I don't know why we do it anymore. Should we just should we just go around and introduce ourselves 10,000 times? Oh, someone news joined. Should we just, should, we, should everyone just go around and say who they are again? No, this person was late. They don't get that luxury. <laughs> like, no, I hate that because you shout oh, out, don't you? I'm just waiting. And I always think I'm going to say my own name wrong. And Yes, I told you in one of them we had like a virtual post-it note board and then they picked my comment. Oh, and I had to go through the just read out. So, oh, who who put this comment? And I was like, for the love of God! And I had to put my camera on, I had to put my microphone on, and it's just me. And then explain it, which is fine. But sort of all the bloody post-it notes. Lucky I'm just gone off to get a snack, wasn't it? That is quite lucky. And but well done you for having a good comment. Must have been a good comment if they want to chat. Or oh, was it rubbish? Was it just like? Uh, like I don't know, I heart cats or something. And they were like, "Who put this? <laughs> what is it? Chatting about cats and chocolate buttons? Get out of the meeting." <laughs> the post-it note board with. <laughs> oh, I should have just put the HIV podcast, shouldn't I? <gasps> you should have. Should have. Oh man, I didn't even think about it to get more listeners. But yes, actually, for anyone listening this week, we're going to be at Newbury Pride, giving out a few little condoms, aren't we? So if you're there. Come and have a little picture with us. We'll share it on our on our stories. Tag us in it. Come and say hi. Oh yes, we can. Just but remember my my need for personal space. I'm giving Sarah a massive foam finger that says free condoms here. So what you can do, Sarah, is just poke people away with it. As <laughs> <laughs> a poking device. Get away. Get back. Poke people with my finger. Lovely. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, yes, if you're there at uh, Newbury Pride, we shall see you where Sarah will surely poke you. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support.